and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 58. And I'm joined by two very special guests today. I'm very lucky. Um, both are very successful coaches in their own right. Both are professional athletes in their own right as well. Um, and I thought I'd get all three of us together to openly sort of talk about weight loss in all capacity regarding the general population because it's obviously something that um, is an ongoing concern, I suppose, um, in regards to successful weight loss journeys. Uh, a lot of people find it quite challenging to have a sustainable approach given there are a lot of um, trends and quick fixes available to people. So I welcome Jay Acharya and Kerry Ashcroft to the podcast. How are you going, guys? Great, thank you. Going excellent. Thank you, Paulie. And thanks for the amazing uh, introduction. No yeah, problem. No, no, no. I, 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 um, I thought it would be a great opportunity to get different perspectives because we all have different models in terms of business, um, you know, and we all deal with the general pop here on the Sunshine Coast in various capacities. So I thought it would be great to, to get everyone's insight and we'll just sort of openly roundtable this as a, as a bit of a discussion. So um, I guess before we start, you know, I know you've both been on before, but let's do a quick overview again. Uh, Kerry, do you want to start? Talk about your business and what you do. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kerry. And uh, so I've got a private studio on the Sunshine Coast and I um, yeah, deal with lots of different people. So I don't specifically have um, my own little niche anymore. Sure. But yeah. Um, That's good. I thought, yeah. To be honest, I did start off with, which I thought was a niche, but now I'm training girls from age 14 up to men who are 65. Awesome. So, yeah, ranging from contest prep to uh, photo shoots, which I do enjoy the most because that's where a lot of my team get involved in. Yep. And just general fitness and well-being, that is probably what I deal with a lot of. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Joe? Uh, for me, I am a obviously professional athlete, mm. and my coaching is now 100% online. Um, similar to Kerry, I deal with multiple uh, client bases. There's no particular niche. We go from comp prep to general pop clients that just want to better their health and fitness. Mm. Um, I'm also a posing coach here in the Sunshine Coast, and of course, uh, the ICN India president. Mm. And I've lately been getting into a little bit of judging as well. Yep. Wow. It's been great. For the last two years, I've been on the judging panel for Ice in Queensland. Yep. And that's given me a lot more perspective into what we look for in athletes and obviously a bit of understanding of how to, you know, run a show uh, over in India. Absolutely. Because I can understand what the athletes want, what we're looking for as well. Yeah, cool. So that's a little bit of a background. Absolutely. Awesome, man. All right, cool. Well, I thought, I thought you know, there's a lot to, to discuss when it comes to the general population and obviously the roadblocks that they come across when it comes to weight loss, you know. Um, and we all have gen pop clients, as you've just identified. So I thought I'd start with um, the the common excuses, and, I, and I'll, I'll take a guess, um, and would you both agree that time and money would be yeah. the, the fundamental ones that you get? Absolutely. Yeah. So what's your what's your take on that and, and what's some of the, the resolutions you've come up with in regards to helping people overcome those? Because obviously they can be overcome. It's just a matter of yeah. reprioritizing, uh, reshifting their lifestyle around, et cetera, et cetera. Kerry, do you want to start? Yeah, um, I'll probably start with like a mum perspective because I think we all deal with mums. Absolutely. And being a mum myself, it is challenging at times and... When can you fit in training? Yeah. Um, meal prep, things like that around the children. Um, but it is just making that little schedule. I think it's fat with everybody. You've yeah. got to work out what you can fit in in a week. Yeah. It could even mean getting some gym equipment at home to actually train at home in the morning. Yep. Yeah. While the kids are asleep, that's what I used to do. 
Um, but I think it's just really prioritizing time and yeah, making a schedule when you can fit things in. So do you recommend people to sit down on like a Sunday evening and, and plan out their week or yes. when you say schedule, that, that's what you're referring to, yeah? Yeah, even like in a like a probably like long view as well. Yeah. Especially like a contest prep or like a dieting phase, like yeah, when can can you actually fit it all in? Yep. Because it has to be a prioritizer, doesn't it? And yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Can you actually do it? Because sometimes you've got to make that decision before you even start something. Absolutely. Uh, if it's contest preference, but if it's just general health and well-being, weight loss, mm. then um, yeah, it's not as imperative as it that you have to fit as much into your week. No, but it still should. Uh, be somewhat of a priority yeah, 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 without exercise you know you're not going to effectively lose weight no, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Um, what about you Joe same thing time money S- similar but yep. however I usually like to get on a call with all my clients beforehand so before they're even clients okay. and kind of I guess identify with them why they're wanting to do it Yep. Um, because like I said that time and money excuse does come up yep and I, I guess, try to highlight why you should invest in yourself. Mm. Um, That's a good phrase, yeah. And the difference it can make for your health and wealth. And then usually trying to motivate them in a way that, look, if you're a mom, a dad, um, you want to be in the fittest way you can be so you can grow up seeing your children grow up type thing. Yes. So try to really motivate them in a way of, okay, you've obviously contacted me for a reason. Yep. You're wanting to get fit. However... Why are you wanting to get fit? What's the real reason? What is your why? Mm. And so I utilize that to kind of overcome the money and time excuse Yep. Um, and kind of motivate them to say, yeah, you know what? You're right. This is why we've come to you. This is why we want to do this. We want to see our kids yeah. obviously grow up. We want to be in the fit life. So we want to be able to run with them at the park and play yep. with them at the park and take them here and do this rather than being that mum or dad that's, you know, struggling to take them out and having to, you know, really Low compromise. Like, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Compromise. So. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my take on that. That's how I try kind of motivate them beforehand, get mm. them really pumped up, and say, look, you want to see, you know, your family, your friends, your kids grow up, and you also want to be in the healthiest version of you that you can be for that. Absolutely. So that's that's how I try to tackle that before they sign up as well. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Good. That's a good idea. So okay. So you just raised a really good example. So say you do get a client that is that typical, and I don't mean to sound offensive, typical, slightly overweight, no energy, obviously maybe poor diet. But they've come to you for a change. Yep. Um, but obviously they have no history of exercise for the last however many years or whatever it looked like that. So obviously the approach you have to take, you can't just throw them into yeah. the gym and go gangbusters because they'll pass it or whatever. So what what's the approach? How how gentle do you approach it? How soft do you approach it? Or do you just treat them like everyone else? What's the approach? <laughs> I would say to begin with, it's just habit changing. Yeah. Or, okay. build, or building better habits, I would say. Okay. It doesn't have to be like everything at once. It could just be drinking more water per day. Cool. Um, can you at least eat breakfast every morning mm. or prepare an healthy breakfast or it could be a lunch? So just like little small things per week. Yep. And then that will build up, build up, and build up till actually they have a big, massive change overall. Absolutely. But I think. Yeah, generally too much, too much too can overwhelm people. Hundred percent, absolutely. Trying to really fit in with their lifestyle, like not changing their world upside down. Essentially, building on what Kerry said. Yep. Small steps, like she said, adding more water in a day gradually. Mm. Maybe even just going for a walk. It doesn't yeah. even have to be an hour's walk. It can just be something simple, like a fifteen to twenty minute walk yep. on the block to start with. Um, if they're not members at a gym, just starting a little bit of bodyweight exercises and just getting a feel for it and understanding, hey, this is what it's going to feel like. I'm starting to at least do something. Yep. And progressing 
um, slowly towards where they want to be rather than, again, overloading them with a lot of stuff instantly because it can change their world and then all of a sudden they might think, hey, am I in over my head? Have yeah. I taken on yeah. too much? Yeah. Which you don't want. So no. as coaches, I guess, making sure that they're taking small progressive steps mm. and then getting consistency to come up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that raises the next question. I'm going off the cuff here. but <laughs> So obviously you work with someone for a little while. The results in their mind are not coming as quickly as they would like. And we all know... You know, from our own personal experience, yeah. it takes time. You know, yeah. it takes significant Definitely. time. To, you know, you might lose a few kilos initially just due to the, the impact of initial exercise and changing diet and stuff like that, but then it slows down, plateaus potentially. What's the discussion you have regarding that? You know, it, 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 it can obviously uh, dishearten them yeah. when they don't see that number on the scales continually go down. So what's the approach that you take in regards to that? I think sometimes you need to sit back down with them mm. and like work out what are they doing in the week because sometimes they think they're doing more yep. than they are. Do you know what? Sometimes it can back off a little bit. You've got that initial exciting bit of weight loss phase at the beginning where you're going to the gym, you're training harder, your nutrition's spot on. Yeah. Then it gets a bit boring. You start little habits start creeping back in. Yep. So I think it's just making sure that they are on the same page as you are. You th- you know, sorry. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you realise what are they doing? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like you're trying to like uncover like are you on the same page? You're still yes. doing what you was doing so many weeks ago when you was getting results. Absolutely. But if that is the case then you can start looking at um maybe increasing some exercise again. Mm. Do we need to look at your diet? Um it could be as for changing um the calories, macros. Yep. Just yeah. Just changing things and see how that goes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um just to add on to that again. Helping them understand and having that chat that, look, this is a lifestyle. Yep. If you're not in it just for 12 weeks or 24 weeks mm. or a year, you want this to become a lifestyle. Absolutely. And, and as we know, as coaches now, that you know the graph isn't always a constant up or a down. Mm. Sometimes the body can plateau, hormones can come into play, yep. stress levels can come into play, and therefore they're not going to always see the scale changing. Yes. Plus, they shouldn't just go by the scale anyway. Good point. Right? There's, yep. there's more metrics that we look at, photos, mm. measurements. I mean, a lot of the time I've worked with clients where the total weight drop hasn't been much, but the inches has been drastic yeah. Yeah. changes. Yeah. And because at the same time, yes, you're losing fat, but then you're also gaining a little bits of muscle here mm. as well. That's so, true. Uh, highlighting to them that the weight on the scale doesn't necessarily dictate everything. Mm. It's not a sound source just to go by. Yeah. And not becoming obsessed, you know, just looking at the weight. Because if you drink a glass of water right now and have some food, mm. no doubt the weight on the scale changes. Does that mean you've got instant, instant fat? No. Yeah. Your body's like a vessel that's holding on to food and water. Yeah. And therefore, obviously, again, you, you haven't put on fat. It's just utilizing the energy sources. And once it doesn't need them, it'll excrete them. Mm. Right? So um, I guess highlighting that to them and then talking about consistency, about lifestyle. Yep. And then, of course, again, as Kerry said, reassessing with them, sitting down, yeah. what are they actually doing in the week? Absolutely. Are they really hitting the goals as they were initially during that first couple of weeks? Yep. And then just reassessing and making changes within the program, mm. making sure that they are progressing as their gym workouts become too static. Yep. Are they not doing as much steps anymore? Are they having a few little treats here and there, mm. which they think doesn't add up to much, but weekly it yeah. puts them out of their Big total time. budget? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. 100%. That raises a good point too, the, not the treat thing, but the one before it about training. Um, h- how often have you seen or how often have you had to have the conversation about someone or to someone where they're not actually trained to the capacity that they can train? So obviously you train face-to-face with a client or you train yeah. in the gym with someone. Yeah. When they train on their own, 
there's a potential for a decline in intensity, yes. decline in, you know, so, so how do you talk them through that so that they are achieving that same level of intensity all the time? Because it's, it's a common factor that a lot of people don't realize how hard they have to train, yes. particularly yeah. when they want to change their physique. Yeah, so what's the discussion there? Uh, see, I use Trainer Eyes app, and okay. every time my clients do uh, workouts, I get a little uh, notification so they've done it, and they've got to rate the RPE. Okay. So it comes through cool. to me. So sometimes it might go, yeah, yeah like a one easy, for instance, or t- really easy. Yep. So then the question would be, why was it easy? Yeah, absolutely. Like, are you actually pushing yourself in gym? Are you progressing? So that gives me some indication of what they are doing so we can have that conversation. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just trying to reiterate to them that what are they doing in the gym, mm. um, as opposed to when they have PT. Yes. Because you know when they come for PT and people go, oh yeah, that was so hard, like you really pushed me. Mm. Yeah. But they need to try and use that same intensity when they train their Replicate health. that, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Sure. What do you think, Joe? Same boat, again, yeah. you know, just building again upon what Carrie said. Every time she's, she's beating me to death. <laughs> I'll go to you first next month. <laughs> so no. No, look, honestly, just assessing, are they training hard enough? At the end of the day, progressive overload is key, which we know as coaches. Mm. A lot of time, people become comfortable, and then the complacency kicks in, and they're not actually pushing themselves, whereas if you want to build muscle, right, which is one of the insurance policies to keep the fat off you, keep the metabolism better, um, feel better, you have to be training out of your comfort zones. You're training within your normal limits. Your body doesn't need to change. Mm. Change happens or muscle building or muscle protein synthesis kicks in obviously more when you've pushed yourself and the body goes, hang on, I just got smashed. And next yeah. time if I get the same intensity or load put on, I need to be stronger for it. Yep. And that can only happen once you're out of your little comfort zone. Yep. So something that I highlight with clients after the first few weeks is how are you feeling with the training? Has this become easier, the sets, the yeah. reps? What What is your thoughts? And if they say, look... It's quite easy it's not challenging anymore then we know we need to kick things up absolutely add a little bit more training techniques and i mean intensity techniques mm. whether it be supersets giant sets yep. um increase the volume so increase the sets or the reps as well mm. and just rework the program to make sure that they are progressively overloading and they're pushing themselves and mm. an example i give them to them is that when i train you know every session i walk out of there going holy smokes <laughs> yeah that was insane and you yeah. need to be pushing that level yeah. if you want that consistent change okay. absolutely absolutely yeah, so when they hear that they obviously come back and go hey, you know what you're right i haven't been pushing myself yeah. as much as i was and then over the next few days you just monitor and see how they're going and generally after you have that chat to them nine times out of ten they'll come back and say look i'm really sore today i push myself and you say great that's, there you go. that's the intensity that you want to keep working with absolutely. and again once you plateau having that communication there as well with, with your coach mm. or whoever you are working with or taking advice from that yep. okay I'm pushing myself, but right now I am or I'm not, you know, at the level where I need to be and then just keep progressing that. So what I mean by that is if a client says to me, hey, this is too difficult, I'll say, cool, let's bring it down just slightly and yeah. still push yourself. Yeah, if 100%. it's too hard, yeah. let me know. But at the same time, if it's too easy, let me know. Yes. Yeah. If you yeah. don't reach out to me, I don't know what's happening, especially in the online space, so yeah. for me in particular, it's tough to know if someone's sitting in Singapore or India or, you know, UK or US. Yeah if they're pushing themselves or not like Kerry said again that um when you're face to face you can push them and they yeah. usually the, the feedback is hey that was a tough workout yeah 100 how do i do that online so communication and i think even face-to-face communication is key so oh keeping on totally that. absolutely so do you do you audit the training in any way or is it is it purely on feedback 
Uh, Feedback Plus, I get the metrics with their workout volume as well. Okay. So what they're doing yeah. sets. Yep. And at the end of the week, I will try progressively overload that. Okay. I also do a three-point check-in system, which I'm sure all of us do, which is essentially photos, measurements, and two to three days yep. worth of track body weight. Yep. And I won't look at, obviously, just the body weight, as we mentioned before. Yeah. I'll look at the photos, because mm. photos don't lie. Yeah. No, it's that's right. been photoshopped. Um, which <laughs> but you know your week one versus week four photos this, that's something I've noticed is something really big yeah, yeah to quickly touch on they might not the client might not see changes yep. through the week but when you compare week one versus week four week big four time week eight yep it's major yeah and when you send that to them they go oh my god yeah did you photoshop that well that's <laughs> it because they yeah well yeah. they look at themselves all the time don't they yeah, so they don't see the change. change no that's right so that's what I utilize just to make sure that they are moving in the right direction. Yep. Um, tracking their progress, tracking their volume, mm. training, and of course, getting their check-ins on time. Yep. Let's talk about that, check-ins. Uh, the importance of them, because obviously we've all got our own coaches and we've all got our own check-in systems. Yep. Um, I know some trainers and coaches out there that don't implement that. What's the importance of it and how um, um, effective is it for a client to have a regular check-in? And what's the means behind it? Kerry. No. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't, I probably do have more face-to-face -face clients than I do online. Okay. So I only have like the odd online client. So when they check in, yeah, it's a weekly check-in, mm. it's the progress pictures. Yep. Um, but I think it's a the feedback they need yes. to actually, yeah, make sure they're on the right track as well. Because mm. there's nothing worse than being left like in just in spaces that are like thinking, yeah, Am I doing them on the right track? Yep. Um, so yeah, they did need that feedback weekly. Absolutely. To make sure that they're on the right track. Yeah. So more more accountability for the individual if you don't see them face yeah, to face. Yeah, definitely accountability. Yeah. Um, so even just, yeah, so one check-in per week, but even messages in the week as well. Mm. Um, just make sure, because obviously with my training app, I do get notifications that they are trained. So I do yep. know like when they're missing sessions, like what are you doing? Yep. Like, can I help in any way? Yep. So it's just, yeah, making sure that I am on some all the time. Okay, cool. Joe, same concept. Obviously, you're more online. Yeah, so for me, it's it's imperative that yep. number one, communication is key, mm. and number two, the check-ins are so, so, so important because that's the only way I get to actually see if they're making a change. So mm. I do the one weekly check-in. However, yep. with my clients, I'm in touch with them almost daily yep. or at least every second day. Okay. I, I urge all of my clients at the end of their day, whichever time zone they're in, to send me just a text update, something simple like, hey, Jay, today the nutrition was on point, Training was on point, mm. and we got our 10k steps in, for example. Mm. Um, and that way, so that's, that's know, a daily thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just a quick message they can update with me, update with me, or an audio note. Yep. Um, just saying, hey Jay, this is what we did today. Even if they miss out, letting me know that they've missed out their training or the mm. nutrition for the day, yeah. and that way I can keep a log of that. Yeah. And at the end of the week, I know what's happened. There might have been two or three days which they missed due to work or being too busy, um, whether it's personal yeah. or related. Yeah. That's a good point. The 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 missing the check in or missing the update. How important is it for someone, general population, obviously, which is what we're referring to, if they've they've had a bad week, they've been sick, or they've they've had some personal circumstance or something, to still maintain that routine of a check-in? What's yeah. your opinion on that? They they definitely should still check in on yep. Sunday, but just be open with the coach, yeah, um, and just say, look, this week was bad, I was sick, or I just couldn't work, was crazy, yeah, and so that way the coach knows, especially again for me on online. I don't see them physically, yeah, so I need to yep. know if they've missed four or five days of nutrition and training because that's why. You know, the scale hasn't moved. That's why the measurements haven't changed. Yeah. 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 And so knowing that, then I can come up with the same plan or just say, look, that's fine. One bad week doesn't mean it's a whole bad month. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Or a few months. Absolutely. Because that does happen with clients and it's happened to me before where mm. on the online space, a client's missed a week 
um, due to XYZ circumstances. Mm. And then they've kind of gone silent because they feel guilty. Yeah, of course. I yeah. think we all kind of know that, that when someone's gone silent, that, yeah. 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 Having, and then yeah, you don't care for them for two weeks or three weeks. And yeah. all of a sudden, after four weeks, they come yeah. like, oh my God, I was so embarrassed to tell you this. Yeah. And what I just try to say is communication's key. Absolutely. Just let me know. It's not like we're going to put you on house arrest or whatever. No. <laughs> Transparency and honesty, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it is imperative, though, yeah. that general pop clients or just if you're on a weight loss journey and you have hired a coach mm. or a mentor you know you let them know yep. what's going on you stay in routine mm. even if you couldn't follow the routine as such you yep. still do your check-in on the sunday or whatever given day yep. and just let them know that way they can adapt the plan accordingly absolutely yeah. good tip um okay let's talk about food so obviously as we know you know effective weight loss comes from a calorie deficit mm-hmm. um how do you approach new clients who don't have good um, nutritional literacy in terms of their general understanding? Do yeah. you go through the process of educating them to track and flexible diet on their own, or do you start them on a meal plan and then hopefully transition them across? What's the best approach you've found to work with someone so that, it's, again, it's not overwhelming, as we said earlier, yes. yeah. but it's going to give them the tools that they need to then be sustainable long-term? What's the, what's, what's the go-to for you guys? See, for me, I begin with just get people to start tracking. It could be even a food log, doesn't have to be my fitness pal or any kind of app. Just to actually get them to write down their habits, what they eat, what time they eat, and then we can kind of build on top of that. Okay. Like, what are they doing now? And then we can kind of, okay, you're not going to protein in your diet, you're not eating like enough um, greens, that mm. kind of thing. Just very basic things at the beginning. Yep. Then we build on that. Okay. Then we start learning things like uh, macro tracking, um, just little things like meal consistency, meal tracking. Um, and then we can start actually counting numbers. Yep. I just think counting numbers at the beginning is way too much for some people. Oh, absolutely. Can't overwhelm. So then we yeah. start building those habits. I mean, we could even give a meal plan to begin with. Mm. But um, I think they just need to sometimes realize what they eat when they eat yep. and why they eat sometimes. Yep. Why they eat at a certain time. Um, it could be an emotional thing. Yeah. So it is just, yeah, seeing what they do then we can build on top of that then. Absolutely. I just find, yeah, numbers at the beginning is way too much for some people. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, it can be overwhelming, can't yeah. it? But my ultimate goal for everyone is to be able to track food. Yep. Yeah. And understand what is in everything. Absolutely. That. Um, Full education, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just nutrition skills for life. It is, absolutely. That's a, yeah. that's a good way of putting it, actually. How often have you found cl- new clients are under-eating? Oh, oh yeah. All a the time? A lot of females under-eat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell me they're under-eating. It's just sometimes you're doing like a bit of research as well. They think they're eating less than they are. Yes. Then when they start to track it, log it, write it down, yep. some little things that might go in there. Could be a coffee and a biscuit. Yeah. Just little tiny things like that, which over time does add up. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And even um, more specifically, protein. I've yes. found lack of protein. Lack of protein, yeah. particularly females in especially. females. It's incredible. Protein and fiber, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable how low... Some um, women are, are just assuming that their protein is okay, yes. you know, and you get the, com- the comment, oh, yeah, are you good? Or, you know, I had, you know, steak and chicken or whatever, yeah. but it's still significantly low in, in accordance with obviously what we know about macros, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What about you, Jay, in terms of nutrition? What's your approach to um, education and, and just starting someone? Yeah, for sure. So someone who's brand new to it, so to speak, mm. um, never been exposed to tracking or don't have any knowledge on macro tracking, I initially start with obviously a questionnaire, yep. find out what the foods that they like are, yep. and then I'll create a meal plan based around that. Yep. So I do start off with a meal plan, okay. generally just for four to four days to a week, yep. 
just to get them into a routine of eating breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner again. Yep. Again, with science, we know it doesn't really matter if you, you don't have to have three, six, seven, 12 meals a day, yeah. as long as you're hitting your calorie count mm. um, based on your goals. Yes. So, accordingly, I will create something, get them into a bit of a routine, and then after the fourth or fifth day, I actually do teach them how to um, start tracking the macros yes. and give them the education yep. of why it's important to know your protein, carbs, and fats. Yep. Uh, for the future, especially, because I call meal plans food prisons. Mm. That's what I say to all yes. my clients, because yes. you give someone a new meal plan each week even, they're going to get sick of it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Same food every single day. And yeah. So I say that meal plans are essentially food prisons. And the benefit of knowing and understanding nutrition, yep. and being able to create your own foods, eating whatever you like within... Obviously, within reason, yeah. yeah within yeah. reason, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. That's going to give you that freedom to still eat the foods that you like, mm. but achieve your fitness goals as well. And again, it's it's a lifelong skill. Then once you know that, you start yep. just realizing, and you'll start going into the supermarkets and start looking at nutritional panels. And yeah. you're like, oh my god, this is amazing! Or, oh my god, I was having a lot of you're this. You're watching thing. me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um. It's necessary definitely to start them off easy though. As yeah. you said, you don't want to overwhelm them. If you just say, "Hey, this is how you track your macros. This is what it is. And good luck." Yeah. They're bound to fail. Yep. You know, unless it's someone who's got a lot of time on their hands or they're extremely motivated. But for your general weight loss client, yep. I start them off that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then again, ongoing education though. Yeah. You know, because you could start people off on just macros, but they're not going to know what what proteins ideal or how much to balance that with. Exactly. And yeah. also teaching them. That not every food is just one macronutrient. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Good yeah. point. Good so point. Some people say, "Hey, can I replace a banana with chicken?" And then you have to then explain, you know, like you can't. Bananas primarily a carbohydrate. Yeah. And obviously, whereas chicken, it's primarily which, depending on which part you have, it's protein with a little bit of fat. Yeah. And so explaining that to them as well, where you can't just go directly 100 grams of chicken for 100 grams of banana. Type yeah. Thing. <laughs> and that can be confusing. Yeah. For a lot of oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, so would you say the um the optimal goal for any individual you know moving forward once they have a good understanding of calories would be to uh, potentially step away from actually physically tracking but they can still identify how much approximately yeah. is in something yeah. so you know if they have a meal out or something you can go oh yeah there's 100 grams of protein in that yeah. steak you know the chips are this much the salad's this much that'd be the end goal for everyone would yeah. it not yeah just making them informed choices that yeah. you can make them without actually pulling your phone out. Yeah. Tied to an app for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you see the scales moving a little bit or your measurements going up, then you might go, okay, maybe I need to go back to tracking for a little bit. 100%. Just to make sure I've pulled my food back in. Mm. Then go back again. Yeah. Just lay off it for a little bit. I think yep. it's just being able to use that tool when you need to use it. Yep. Absolutely. You yeah. agree? Yeah. I would agree. And of course, it comes down to the goal. If they're getting ready, I know this is for general weight loss. Mm. If, if your goal is obviously quite strict weight loss, yes. then sticking yeah. to an app and tracking is yeah. definitely necessary. 100%. Quantifying your nutrition, knowing yep. the numbers that are coming in versus going out. Yep. But by all means, once you have that understanding there, like I'm sure all of us can kind of look at food and pull it in without actually trying to, you know, yeah. track it and go, okay, cool, I can have this. Or today I've had a lot of a heavy breakfast with carbs and fats. Now for my lunch and dinner, I'm kind of going to go more protein and yeah. have yep. less calories. And calorie budgeting, essentially, you can do without. So, yes, I do agree, but I think it's very dependent also of what the goals are. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, okay, so in regards to a weight loss journey, so an individual who maybe has, I don't know, let's use a round number, 10 kilos to lose, for example. So they're in for a generally longer stint yes. in a deficit, yeah. would you say? How do you continually motivate them to know that? Because obviously, you know, unfortunately, 
we see certain, and I'm not going to name names, but certain challenges out there or certain diets or products that are available that, that suggest that you can lose a lot of weight very, very quickly. Yes. But yeah. it's not sustainable, as no. we know. No. So what's the, the conversation you have with those individuals who, who legitimately want to lose the weight, yeah. but they are not aware that they're in for a six-month, 12-month, yeah. 18-month journey? Um, that is a long time to obviously yes. one diet and track your food, two consistently train. What's the what's the conversation, and then obviously the the continued support. Yeah, I think really you need to kind of break it down like in terms of smart goals again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like just break them down into small, like maybe five kilogram goals, ten kilogram yep. goals, because oh sorry, the goal was ten kilograms. Well, that was just the example, yeah. Okay. But do you know what I mean? Like instead of going like for the big big weight loss number, yeah, go with the small little goals. Yeah. So that every time they achieve that, mm. okay, they tick one off. They're getting closer and closer to their goal, rather than looking at the bigger picture. Yep. Which we know can be quite disheartening when it just seems so far away. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Joe, what do you reckon? Uh, similar to what Kerry said. Yeah. And then also having that constant motivation slash chat to them, pep talk, so to speak, yep. where you let them know that this is, again, a lifestyle change, you know, mm. they're, they're not in a race yeah. to get to that 10 kilo drop, for example. Good point, yeah. You want to do this the right way, yep. where if they wanted, like, technically speaking, you could drop a whole lot of weight, but it's going to be unhealthy, is it going to yeah. be sustainable? Yes, Definitely yep. not. And because of the sustainability being, you know, mm. non-existent, basically, yes. um, the adherence will eventually drop off. Yep. And that's where a lot of these fad diets and magic formulas, they fail. Yeah. People go for a 12-week challenge, they drop all this weight, mm. they also lose a lot of muscle, and then yeah. after the challenge, where to then? Yeah, they what's gain the next all of it back and yeah. 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 Yep. Whereas teaching them that this is the right way to do it, it's a lifestyle-based approach, yep. it's going to take a little bit of time, but it's mm. worth it. You're going to take the fat off, Yep. you're going to build, build muscle, but this time the fat's going to stay off. And Absolutely. motivating them of the bigger picture of where yeah, they're headed. It's yep. not just about losing 10 kilos in 12 weeks or 24 weeks. It's yep. about losing it, but keeping it off and then keep progressing. Yes. And so really highlighting that to them constantly and not being obsessed with the scales again. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Um, okay. You've touched on the next point. Um, so the reverse diet. Okay. So we, we all know how it works, but how do you explain that to a client? So obviously they have to be in a deficit or you know a series of deficits or a dieting phase for a period of time get down to a comfortable ideal weight yep. then we start to build their metabolism back up in terms of the, the reverse diet so how do we discuss that with them because obviously that lengthens the process but yes the end goal is obviously the, the opportunity to eat more food yes, definitely. <laughs> so there is an incentive there yes. so is, is that is that is it as simple as that it's not because we all know post competition yeah. like post diet how much yeah, you have food focus. Yeah. Well, you just said Cravings, that about yeah. a challenge, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's a challenge is the same thing. You know, they yeah. die for 12 weeks and then there's yeah. no direction. So, yeah. but it's funny, you yeah. know. But it's having that conversation before you end the diet. Mm. What's going to happen? And look, it's you're still going to be in this kind of rest- restriction of sort, isn't it? Because you still have to hit those numbers. You do. And gradually build them up. So it still is... It's going to be challenging the same. So yep. you've got to give that same support as you would do during the dieting phase as yep. you would do, yeah, yep. in the reverse stage as well. Because it is hard. Mm. And I think that's actually even harder because the goal has gone. Absolutely. I know the yeah. goal to eat more food, yeah. yes, is going to be here. But when you can have it now with no goal, there is. <laughs> well, talk about the health you know, implications of that. So say yeah. someone's, you know, been dieting or whatever on 1,200 calories or before they approach you, obviously. Yes. Then you work with them, and the objective is to get them well over two thousand. Yes. So we'll talk about the health, the positive health implications yes. of, of getting to that point. Oh, because like someone who would be possibly on twelve hundred calories is going to be low energy availability. Yep. They're going to not feel very well. Mm. 
yeah, and it's it's just the impact that it's going to have for their training. Yeah. For the actual further weight loss, because they're going to be stuck at that point of 1,200 calories. You don't want to go any lower, do you? Yeah, there's nowhere to go. No. There's nowhere to go at all. No. So it's just, um, yes, it's going to be a lengthy process. We have to go back upwards with the yep. food. But then if you reverse from that point, mm. you're not going to gain much body fat, hopefully. Yes. But it's going to make the whole process a lot more, yeah, healthy for the body as well. Mm. Um, if you're going to look better as well. Absolutely. Well, that well, you said energy, so energy leads to better training. You yeah. know, your hormones are going to feel better. You're probably going to sleep better. Your libido is yeah. going to be improved. Like all of those things, aren't it? Definitely. Yeah. And also, it's setting them up then for the next phase to progress. Yes. Yeah. Right. So they've gotten all these results and they're down close to their BMR level. Now you reverse them back up. Yep. And um, not only do they get more food, do they feel better like we've just gone over? Yeah. But then you're setting up so the foods are higher for next time so they can progress then. Yep. Rather than keeping them at low, if we do eventually build back up to that 2000 mark, then we've yep. got a whole new level to drop back down to again. Absolutely. Keep increasing that. Yep. Um, and increasing the training intensity. They'll Not only are they going to look better and feel better, mm. but again, they've got more to drop the next time. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. So for example, if someone started at 1500 and you were only able to take them down to 1200, mm. there's only 300 calories you've got room to play with. Yes. Whereas if they're up at 2200, 2400, or well, you can keep doing gradual drops all the way down to 1200. That's right. That's yeah, right. Definitely. That's a good point. So, so yeah, which I guess, you know, if they tend to then, um, you know, if you get them well over 2000 or 2500, for example, let's just use round numbers. Um, and they, you know, deviate from their plan a little bit. Maybe they go on holidays for a couple of yeah. weeks, put a couple of kilos back on. Yeah. By being on such a high caloric intake, you know, you can effectively set up a good weight loss journey to, yeah. to get those couple yeah. of kilos off, and it's really healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still eating reasonable yeah. food, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. Let's give ourselves a wrap for a second. So what's the importance of having a trainer or a coach? Let's talk about that without it sounding like a, an ego fest. <laughs> but we've all got them ourselves, right? We've, yep. all, we've all got our own coaches. Yep. So, you know, even though we generally have, you know, um, substantial knowledge to do it ourselves, we prefer to go to a coach for what reason? Yeah. Let's let's talk about the reasons, the accountability, the, the, the point, and then obviously tie it back to the very initial yep. point of time and money. Yeah. But yeah, like get back to time and money, like it is an investment. Yeah. Which I will I will always have a coach and I think my coach has a coach. Should I mean so yeah. he learns off his coach, it's just that ongoing effect of more knowledge, more knowledge. Mm. Um, which is just I think it's priceless to be honest. And having, yeah, that accountability, which yep. we still all need. Yeah. Even though yes, we can possibly do small bits and error on, I don't think. I yep. think we still need that accountability. Absolutely. Jay, it's the same? Accountability. Yeah. I'd say that's the main word for this. Yep. Like you said, we've all got the knowledge to do it ourselves, but having someone holding you accountable mm. um, and looking over things objectively, sometimes we can't judge where we're going in regards to or how well we're going. Like, yeah. Is there more we could have done? Mm. If you've got someone overlooking that process for you, it's a little bit better. They can make sure that they are pushing you. Again, we, we touched on that subject of you know, complacency versus being able to push yourself harder. Yeah. So even for us, even though we've got the knowledge there, we're yeah. also doing other things. We're busy with work, personal life, etc., etc. Having someone looking over and saying, no, look, I think you can push a little bit harder. You know, this week, this is our goal. Yep. It, it pushes us to push ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a good point, actually, you raise about being subjective. Like, 
you know, when when you die, and I'll, I'll use contest prep, even though it's it's not the the topic of discussion, but. I don't think I'd ever want a contest prep myself. Like you, I couldn't do it. No, no way. Problem. You wouldn't and be subjective. On food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, my food enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't be subjective, would you? Like when you when you're in that emotional state, and obviously yeah. we all have a relationship with food, you you wouldn't be subjective enough to make those tough calls, would you? Exactly. You know. So and and that I guess that applies to general population as well to a to yeah. a lesser extent. Definitely. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have a, a Just, coach or yeah. a mentor yeah. overlooking. Yeah. Just that second pair of eyes, isn't it? It is. Especially when you're coming down like physique goals as well. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm a lean enough. Um, or do I deserve a refeed today? Because we all can give ourselves a refeed. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> it. That fresh pair of eyes. Yeah. Yeah. looking at, mm. and it, it's kind of like I know this is again off topic slightly, but there's um, a really good saying just to summarize it. It's about two chess players. They're world champion players, and they're yeah. facing each other, and they're both stuck. And they don't know what they should do next. And then a little kid comes along and goes, "Hey, you should just done that to that." And then they think that. They sit there and go, "Oh my God, he's right." That's yeah. Crazy move. yeah. It's because a fresh pair of eyes. They've been looking yeah. at it for so yeah. long. Yeah. Kind of realize that. Whereas this fresh pair of eyes has come in and go, "God, hey, you could just do that." What a great analogy. Yeah. And, the the answer is right in front of you, but you know you haven't seen it because you've been looking at it so too long. wrapped up in yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I did have a question. Now I can't think of what it is. So I guess um, overall, um. Actually, no. Yes, I, I will take a step back. Um, the the investment side of things. So, in terms of money and investing in a trainer, like we obviously get the objection regarding cost. Yes. So, yeah. how do we rebut that and and make it sound more like you, you mentioned before, Kerry, the the investment in your health. Yes. So, how do you get that message across to the client? Because it's, I think that's a big one. Because a lot of people. And I'm sure you've all had that when you've had an initial inquiry or an email come yeah, through and yeah. you've sent them your costs and things like that. Yeah. And either they've given you no response or yeah. the, the response that, oh, I yeah. can't afford that or whatever yeah. it might be, even though they are fairly enthusiastic about doing something with yes. their health and fitness. Yeah. So what's the, what's the conversation? What's the, the, the way that, to handle that? To, to, to Not so much sell yourself, but identify to them that this is an investment for you. Yeah. How, do we, how do we address that? Um, well, so, say if it's a face-to-face client who I'm dealing with, it's yeah. easy to actually write down like a budget. Okay. Like, where can you fit this in? That's a good idea. Yeah, it yeah. really is. I mean, um, I mean, I do offer things like semi-private PT, yep. things like that, where they might be able to train with a friend. Yep. So again, it's going to have that cost. Yep. Um, so little things that I do have available, which mm. can actually cut the cost of PT for them. Yep. Um, but investment-wise, it is just actually why did they come to me in the first place? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, maybe write a priority list of one to five and where does your health and fitness fit mm. on scale one to five? That's a really good point. You know, like, yeah. Is number one well actually, yeah, we may need to prioritize some extra cash flow to actually yeah. get this plan ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good point because a lot of people don't prioritize their health high enough, no. do they? Like I did a, um, a graphic not that long ago, a lifestyle pyramid graphic and um, – I can't remember. Uh, I think I because the argument is you know family or health. But yeah. my my um, I guess uh, analogy of that is you're no good to your family if you're not healthy. No, exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So family always comes first, hundred yes. percent. But you can't be a supportive person if you are unwell or no energy or like the, yeah, exactly. So yeah. you know you you kind of have to prioritize your health to a, a more extent, particularly as we get older as well. Yeah, and it's just filling your own cup, isn't it? Because if that's yep. empty, then you can't give to anybody else. But it's just making sure that um, 
yeah, just got to fit it into our days, haven't mm, we? That's exactly right. What about you, Jay, in terms of the, the, the financial side of things? Like, it's it's obviously a, an awkward discussion to have at times as well, particularly when you do give your prices. And look, we, you know, I'm sure our scales are, are very in different means, but um, you, you can generally tell when someone's potentially taken back by the cost, but at the same time, they've already approached you, so their interest is high. For sure. Yeah. And again, I think you both summarised really well. It's just highlighting to them the importance of it mm. you know, like they've obviously approached you because they want that change yep i loved what you said i haven't implemented what you said carrie but i definitely look at doing that even with online clients like yeah. having a list of yeah. where does your health stand how your health and fitness and having a, a top five list yeah. essentially and seeing where it is and then kind of educating it's a good them question what the benefits like, are yeah. um and just saying like this is why you're doing it and then i gave the example near the start of the conversation when we started this yep was you know find your why yeah. And if yeah. your why is your family, which for most of us it is, yep. your health especially is interlinked with that. Yep. So you can, like your graphic, you know, yeah. your graphic you said, um, you're not good to your family essentially if you're not well yourself. No, that's right. So highlighting that. Yeah. And you, your health is going to help you not just live a good life. We've only got one life and you've got one body. Mm. Doesn't it make sense to invest in it rather than investing in a TV or a fancy car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That money towards your health because what good is that car, the house, the TV, mm. if you're stuck in a hospital bed, for example? Yeah. That's, that's a worst case scenario. Of or course. if you're just unwell, you know? Yeah. And you're, well, you're just lack of energy yeah, means you're not, energy. you know, you're not likely to play with your kids more, or yeah. you know, yeah. go for the walks with your partner, or just the or basic whatever things. It might yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoying yeah. time with family and friends, and yep. being able to live your life to the fullest. Going out on adventures and this and yep. that, you don't want even little things just stopping you and saying, "No, look, I'd love to come, but I can't because I get puffed out walking." For yeah. Yeah. Minutes, yeah, yeah. For example. Yeah, absolutely. And so highlighting what benefits there are to the health and fitness versus investing in other things as well. Mm. Again, you don't want to take away from someone if someone's got their eyes pinned on a car or a house. For <laughs> example, you know, you don't want to say, "No, don't do that." Do no. this instead. Yeah. But it's a very real thing to discuss with them that, hey, why are you doing this? Yes. Invest in yourself first because that's what's going to make a change. Um, but it is always a tough uh, conversation to have. It is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. I like the budget thing that you mentioned. I, like, I never thought of it like that. And it's so true. Like, um, you know, people will in subconsciously spend money on stuff that maybe isn't necessary, maybe isn't a priority, but they'll spend it. But then... Um, I'm sure you both experienced this during the pandemic when it shut us all down. You know, yeah. the first thing that was pulled, or one of the first things that was pulled, was personal training. You know, or coaching yeah. to an extent. So, um, a luxury item, if you will. So, it's amazing how you know, and I'm sure we're all the same. Like, I, I, even if I went through my budget, I'm sure there's things I spend money on that I probably don't need to. You know, where I could reinvest it more. So, yep. yeah, I like that. That's a that's a good analogy. Yeah. Do you get um, like a lot of females? Like especially mums as well, feeling like health and fitness is selfish. Yes. Yes, so they don't yes. want to put themselves first. That's what I get a lot of as well. Big time. But um, and the same with contest prep, we get people say it's a selfish sport, but I don't think it's selfish because you just have to prioritize, don't you? It's a yeah. different word, selfish to prioritize. It is very different. Because yeah. Because most mums like will actually go out of their way to make sure that everything is done before they even get to the gym. Yep. Do the food prep. Yep. Make sure the kids are okay. Yep. They'll train at 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So they, it's not selfish. It's just they have to prioritize certain things which mean a lot to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a very good point. Um, I think that's just built into a, a, a mother's DNA yes, is that definitely. they have to make sure yeah. that everyone else is looked after before they then look at their time for themselves and yeah. then the time's run out, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. It's that perspective. It is that yeah, perspective. That's right. You know, and it, it's, 
and it goes back to the point we made earlier about the fact that if you're not healthy, then you're not going to be effective no. in that role as, yeah. a, as a parent anyway, yeah. are you? Yeah. You know? Um, it's funny because you look at things like necessities, mm. and I mean real, absolute necessities. Air and water, they're free, but we don't value them, and yet we value things such as gold, which we don't need, we don't require <laughs> to live, right? That's so true. Yeah. So we don't need gold to live, and yet no. everyone deems it's in such high value. Yeah. Air and water is something that we need. It's a yeah. necessity. Yeah. And yet we don't care for it as much, if you think about it, really. That's absolutely true. So I guess changing that perspective and understanding what is a necessity yes. is a necessity. Absolutely. Let's talk, we'll slowly wind up, but talk about perspective, because you've raised a really interesting point there before, and I say this a lot to a lot of my clients, is that you get one opportunity to live, right? How do you how do you drum that home to someone who, without this sounding bad, takes life as it takes it for granted, so to speak? You know, day to day, it's just treated like anything else. Yet they are sacrificing their own health in the meantime. Like, how do you then turn that around on its head and make someone realise that? Well, this, you know, like for example, this conversation won't take place again. It's gone. It's past. You know what I mean? So you know, each day is exactly the same. Yep. How do you have that conversation? Because it's hard for someone to wrap their head around that, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's a, when, when that penny drops and people then start prioritizing their health, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Again, just education, highlighting the benefits, mm. you know, highlighting how it can help them um, feel better, both physically, mentally, spiritually, align yes. all of that, and kind of just highlighting that it, it is an investment in themselves, as cheesy as that sounds. And yes. we've said that so many times. It's, well, it's true. They are investing yeah. in themselves, and that's going to give them a better quality of life yep. in all aspects. And just, I guess, asking them a few questions in regards to that, like, hey, how do you feel daily? Like, in nine times out of ten, a lot of people say, oh, I struggle to get up in the morning. Yeah. And then just highlight, hey, how would it feel being able to get up in the morning and being full of energy yeah. Yeah. You know, and just taking well, a simple thing, different, yeah. exactly, yeah. having a different outlook, waking up and going, hey, I can't wait to go to work and can't wait to do this and yep. go my kids, take them to the park, go here, play this, you know, yep. how would that feel to you? And then they kind of sit there and think and the conversation I've had, they're going, you know what, I'd love that. Yeah. But is it possible? That's the next question they ask. Yes. Absolutely. It's yeah. going to take time. It's going to take time, yes. An investment in yourself. Yes. And then going into it and educating them the differences that it can make. Yep. Yeah. That's that's normally how I start off a conversation like well, that. That's really good. Yeah. Anything to add on that one, Kerry, you reckon? Well, it's a totally different. Yeah. But I feel like since the pandemic, there's been like quite a few um, celebrities, but like David Goggins, mm. a lot of books like the self-help, kind of motivational, resilience yep. books. Um, who's the other guy? Andy Fazello. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they just put a different perspective on things. It's like, you either do or you don't. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You sink or you swim. Yes. Yep. And I think it's either making that point of you can't either stay stagnant where you are or actually do something about it. Yeah. Take action. And I think that's what some people need to hear. It sounds a bit tough um, when people are not in a good place, but sometimes that's what they need to hear. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it is. I mean, people are... You, you mentioned it earlier about training. People are... Um, not comfortable with being uncomfortable and people fear change don't they um they're very as a human race we're very um content to stay yeah. as we are you know without making any significant change for fear yeah. of failure retribution yeah. you know whatever it might be so th that's a really good point um you've kind of got to step out of your comfort zone significantly yes. that could be training it could be like yeah. nutrition um yep yeah 
just even making time for yourself as a mum as well. That's Absolutely. Good, isn't it? Yeah, it is. 100%. All right, let's um, let's wind it up. Um, I'll put you on the spot. Top three things that you would consider. <laughs> I didn't prompt you with this, so they're all, they're all laughing at me now. <laughs> Top three things for, for um, someone who's starting out on a weight loss journey. What's the, the three pieces of advice you would give to them to sort of encourage them to get started and obviously see it through yeah. in terms of what they should expect? Well, number one, I think they need to actually find out why they want to do it. Yep. It is that big why, or what, what do they want? Yep. Like, and what do they really, really desire and want to do? Because I think that's the, when they're at the point of maybe breaking or giving it all up, yep. they need to actually go back to this. Absolutely. So I think that's the biggest thing which is going to keep them going. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I'd definitely hire a coach. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Hire a coach and, yeah, just invest your money into your health. Um, that would be a good one. Uh, three. Oh, oh. What's on the back of your shirt? Oh, sorry. I was just. Oh, so consistency. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My favourite word. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Sorry, so definitely. Sorry. Thank you for the help. <laughs> <laughs> a few tumbleweeds rolling. Around, yeah. But it's true, isn't it? Like yeah. it's it's such a buzzword. And it's such a yeah. cliche, but it's so true. But it's that momentum, consistency, yeah. momentum roll, yeah. everything's great. You, yeah, you're eating better, you're exercising better, you're looking better, yep. you're happier. Absolutely. So it just, yeah, all rolls, isn't it? Yeah. If you look back on a like a calendar year, and I use this example quite often with some of my clients, a calendar year, you had a square for every day of the yeah. year, you know, and you put an X through the ones that were poor days in terms of diet or training, and then a tick through the ones that uh, have been good day. No, 99% of the time, it's going to be majority of ticks. So that's where the consistency yes. comes in. You know, you've got to look at it from a bigger perspective rather than just a day or a week or even yeah. a month. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Top three. What would be your advice for someone, general pop, weight loss? Okay, I'm going to use one of your quotes, Paulie. Yeah. Number one would be, it's never too late. Cool. Yeah. Yep. It's never too late because a lot of people have this mindset of, okay, you know, I'm this old. Or yeah. I haven't, I've never done yeah. this before. Good point. Yeah. I probably can't start now. Yep. So understanding that it is never too late to yes. start that is a great your one. journey. Yeah, um, 100%. At any age group, no matter what your health is, you can do something to improve that. Yep. Number two would be, again, find someone who genuinely cares about you. So if you're looking for a coach, do your research. Mm. I would say getting a coach, someone mm. who can genuinely guide you, keep you accountable, moving yeah. in the right direction, but someone yep. who just doesn't just give you plans, but educates you also. That's a good point. And invests sorry, in you as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Not sorry to interrupt, but the, the, the uh, finding the coach that's going to suit that person may not necessarily be right in front of them in terms of the gym they go to or something exactly. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. D- definitely do your research and do qualify research, the coach. Yeah. Qualify the coach. Yeah. Make sure that they're invested in you, mm. and it's not just about giving you a nutrition program and a training program. Yep. And getting you results. It should be all of that plus their investment in you do they care about you are they making sure that you're educated you're understanding why you're doing this yeah what are the benefits and so a good coach will be able to deliver that 110 percent yeah you know they'll look after you they'll care for you they'll give you the education you require they'll meet keep you moving forward but also they'll be that shoulder to cry on on the days where you're like i can't do this yeah a good coach will be able to motivate you again and remind you why you've started and remind you that it's never too late yes and number three would be again consistency and discipline Mm. you know it is so necessary that you continually work on yourself yep. and do this. It's not just going to come to you by sitting there mm. and doing nothing. Absolutely. So tying it all together, you know, it's never too late. So get a start on, find someone who can help you. And number three, be consistent with it yep. and trust the process. 
yep. you know, good nutrition, good training done consistently is going to give you results. Yes. But it's not going to happen in just the first week or second week. Mm. If you lose, say, a kilo every two weeks, it doesn't seem like too much, but you add that up over a year of 52 weeks, you've lost a lot. Yeah, It doesn't even have to be a kilo. It can even yeah. just be 200 to 300 grams, for mm. example. But you add that up over a year, there's going to be a massive difference. So don't expect instant results. Yep. Don't want everything yesterday, yep. so to speak. Understand it's going to take time. But, you know, like an artist or a sculpture, it takes time to make the masterpiece, and you yep. are your own masterpiece. So. Good. I like that. That's right? good. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's, three right. that's going to be on Kerry's next T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll chime in. For me, um, education. I think that's like people often, will, and we've probably all experienced this, come to a trainer and just want to be told what to do. Yeah. But I think it's important to understand the why behind it you know, so self-educate yourself, whether that be through listening to the coach and understanding their, their methods, but also, you know, going off on your own and listening to podcasts like this one, um, you know, doing some readings, following certain people on, on social media, things like that. You know, you can learn so much by just yeah. doing that. Uh, so I think education, patience is another one. We, we unfortunately, as a society, struggle to have patience when it comes to most things, yeah. you know, um, driving down the street, you get road rage, you know, all these sorts of examples. Yeah. So weight loss is no different. Have patience and understand that if you're trying to lose, you know, 5, 10, 15 kilos or whatever it might be, it's going to take time. And you've got to show the patience to see that time out. You can get there in the end. The results will come, but you've got to obviously show um, patience. And I'm down to steal Jay's one. Discipline's the other one. Yeah. So that comes down to obviously... Consistency with your nutrition, being disciplined every single day, and then obviously turning up to training. You know, we, we touched on it at the very top in terms of finding time. If you're disciplined enough, you'll find time. You'll yes, make time. You will. you will make time, whether it's, um, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning. You know, some people do that. Like, I remember, and I've used this example quite a few times, my first season of contest prep. The only time I had throughout the day was at 3 a.m. Yeah. So I was going to eat. Yeah, yeah, 3 a.m. in the morning. 3 a.m. <laughs> it was hectic. I was studying a fit college at night. Yeah. I had a full time job. I was a single dad and I was prepping. Yeah. So the only time I had to train was at 3 a.m. So that's oh. what I did. And I did that for, God, I don't even know how long, six months or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, if, you, if you're driven enough, you'll find the time you will, and, you, and the, the, the discipline will, will kick in and, and then it just becomes lifestyle and routine. Yeah. You know? Cool. We've covered a lot, haven't we? Yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty comprehensive, wasn't it? <laughs> right. All right. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, quick shout-outs to your, your social media. So, Kerry, you go first. What, how do people find you when they want to follow along to your yes. journey and all your clients and everything? So, I'm on Instagram as Kerry Ashcroft underscore NBA underscore figure <laughs> make sure, you, make sure you get that right yeah. get the underscores right also coach Kerry um, and no one as well okay fantastic Jay uh, mine's Jay Acharya official yep you've yeah. got two haven't you haven't you got a, I've not... got a coaching page as well which okay. I'm somewhat active on but Jay Acharya official is the main yeah. one fantastic cool so if anyone um, is keen to follow along or even reach out to either of these two very successful coaches please do so um, but that's it so thanks guys thanks for giving up your time really appreciate it that was really good we might have to do another one on a, a different topic we'll have to come up with something else sure. that was cool. yeah pleasure yeah, absolutely pleasure so I'd like to thank Jay and Kerry for coming along to the podcast today it was really informative and, and if you've enjoyed this podcast please screenshot and share it on your stories tag myself Paul's Body Engineering tag Jay tag Kerry 
And uh, as always, if you're interested in my any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com or reach out directly and I'm sure I can help you out. Um, please subscribe to this podcast on, uh, what are we on? Apple, Google, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud and Amazon. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day. Thank you.